Okay, open your book and get ready. I'm going to go fast, and we're going to bring these guys back in just a minute. And uh, I'm telling you, God wants to bring some healing, so let's, let's let him do it. Amen? But yeah, and you're not going to believe where he would like to do this at. It's, it's right here and right now. Okay? And look at somebody say, right here, right now. I think I'm going to try this. I'm, this probably won't work for me. I feel, okay, like, like this is getting really low. The table's getting really high. It ain't going to happen. They're like, okay, you got a lot to get through. You get through it if you sit down. You're right. I probably could. Okay, let's, let's talk about this. What are we talking about today? Let's talk about sex. Huh? Let's, let's talk about sex. Look at your neighbor and say, you came to the right service. Come on, come on, tell them. This is going to be good. It's going to be good, okay? And, and you want to know what's funny is last night I said, I just mentioned the word sex. And the, you know you know how when people go to church and they start talking about money and your butt cheeks kind of tighten up and you just can't help it? And that's kind of the way everybody looked all night last night. And it's like, you know, it's Saturday night, you're coming in under the, you know, just flying in, just Gotta, you know, be relaxing. Then we start talking about sex, and everybody's freaking out. And, and let, let me just tell you something. Everything you know about sex, okay, everything you know about sex, can I just tell you something? You didn't learn it at church. Mm -mm. I, I was born, you know, can you believe that? I was born, the day I was born, we were in church. You know, my mom and dad used to brag about it because I was, you know, there was like several years where I hadn't missed a day in church my entire life. I was in church more often by the time I was 10 than most people would be in their entire life. I've been in church. Let me tell you something. The only thing I learned at church about sex was don't you be doing that. Hmm? Come on, I, you know, let's get real for just a minute. That's the only thing that it, it or, or they might have thrown in, sex is for marriage. Okay, so, and, and then after that, you'll figure it out. And that's the only thing that church, now, now, now here's the deal, is that 80% of adolescents, you can just go to Google, which I, uh, and by the way, if, if, you're, if you're uncomfortable already because you have like a middle schooler in here and, they, oh, my God, we're talking about sex and they're in here, they know way more about it than you do already. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and and you, you have to be semi-careful when you go to Google and type in the word sex. But uh, you can get all kinds of information, and here's some of it. It's just truth. Uh, let, let's, let's look at Bible for just a second just so that you're comfortable. Okay, John 8, 32, most of us know this, but it says that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And see, it's, there's knowing truth. See, knowing truth precedes freedom. Hello? Knowing truth precedes freedom. So in, in order to, to have freedom, you got to know some truth. Okay? And 80% and, and of adolescents today learn about sex, drugs, and violence from TV, Internet, and social media. Which means that they're not learning about it from parents, educators, or the church. Okay, so, so if, if they're not learning about it from the parents and from the educators and, 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 and especially from the church, then they have no God's word, none. No biblical understanding. And, and, and without God's word, then you can't have God's thoughts. And without God's thoughts, then, then you don't know the image. You, you're not going to see the picture that he saw. So you're trying, to, you're trying to produce your own picture. And the guy who made it, the guy who created it, is, is the, the originator of it, right? And so he has, he has the, the real deal, right? 
and, and, and you have a cheap counterfeit, and you're investing in your counterfeit only later in life to find out that it's worthless. When the priceless original was available, but people that knew all about it wouldn't tell you anything. They just watch you invest time, effort, money, knowing that it's going to bring, see, here's the deal, is that it's going to bring uh, heartache and, 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 and pain to your world if, outside of God's plan. Hello, somebody. Okay. Three, if you're 10 to 17 years old, okay, if you're 10 to 17 years old, 143 sexual encounters will be viewed per week by TV. Okay? It's just out there. Somebody say, I know it. Have you seen the uh, Jack in the Box commercial? Where they're selling like a hamburger? And there's a chick sitting on the hood of a car. And if I remember right, she might be wearing red. I can't remember. I just know that she's holding the burger and the ketchup is dripping off the burger. I'm doing keto right now. You should see the size of that bun. But, and, and, and the ketchup drips and lands on her thigh. And every 14-year-old boy in the world's going, oh, I'll, I'll get that for you. <laughs> okay. I'm just, you know, y'all just need to lighten up. Some of you guys, are, you're nervous. Oh, my God, they're talking about sex in church. This is church. This is God's house. Three to four times as many sexual encounters that these kids are going to see are performed outside of marriage. For every marriage relationship that there's a sexual encounter, there's three to four times. This, just Google it. And, and, uh, and uh, oh, and by the way, another thing that I thought was interesting was that 50% of all high school students, and the high schoolers are just going, oh, crap. But 50% of all high school students have already experienced a sexual encounter. And, well, how did this get to be okay? Well, because there's so many pictures that are being presented, like, hey, this is fine. This is great. This is, uh, hey, if we don't address the issue, church, the enemy wins a battle, and we never even went to a fight. We've been quiet. We've been in isolation, and, 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 and isolation is the enemy's playground, and so, and that's, you know, he gets you cut off and isolated, and then he kills you, and, and, and I'm telling you that freedom and healing isn't going to come from silence and isolation, so let's get committed to freedom today. Hello, somebody. Somebody say, freedom's coming to my house today. Yeah, I think right now, you just thank God. Come on, give God a hand. Thank him. Freedom's coming. Looking at the clock, I got to go. Okay, first, I'm going to give you some truths because it's the knowing truth that brings freedom. So write these things down. Here, here's the first truth that you need to know about sex. Okay, the first truth you need to know about sex. One, you ready? Everybody say ready. ready. Okay, sex is good. I figured I'd get a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just had some freedom. ha. <laughs> Sex is good. But it's funny how many people in this room have been taught sex is bad. But, but man, I'm telling you, it's good. And, 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 and here's, here's, here's something that you got to understand is it's God's idea. Is that crazy? 
Sex is not only good, but it's God's idea. But here's what you have to understand is that, do uh, you understand the laws of first mention? Uh, one of the laws of first mention is that your first revelatory thought on any given subject, and a revelatory thought is simply when a light comes on and you see something you ain't never seen before, you go, oh my gosh, that is crazy. And, and so the first time that, that a subject is introduced and you have a revelatory thought, that becomes the foundational thought. And that without going back and, and taking, you know, Carolyn Leaf's thing and, and how many days does it take to 21, 21 days. And, 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 you know, and you can detox your brain. But if you don't do that, then the foundational thought has the power and the ability. Without you actually trying, your foundational thought will form and shape every other thought that you ever have about that subject the rest of your life. So if you didn't learn about sex at church, you didn't learn about sex from mom and dad, you learned about sex from a sixth grader in the locker room, then you were educated by a sixth grader. There is a possibility that your foundational thought regarding sex is a little bit skewed. And then you walked in after seeing an image in a locker room with a bunch of your buddies, you know, I may be just describing my history. And, 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 and you walk in, and you, you have seen things that you have never seen before. Hello? Which makes you want to go places you ain't never gone before. And touch things you ain't never reached before. And, you're, you know, you're just a little kid, but you can't tell nobody at church. And so the foundational thoughts are really messed up. And, and, and we get, and you know, hey, 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 you're going to get your butt kicked, kid. You sit down there, sex is dirty, keep it quiet. Don't, don't, don't be looking like that. Don't get off, don't, don't, son. I know what you're thinking. I'll knock that right out of you right here. So what, what happens? Let's not approach that in, in this environment. But the problem is, is that every single one of us are being impacted by the topic every single day. Every single day. And we have this weird picture of sex, and it's not God's picture. See, Genesis 1, 28, isn't it not amazing to find out that God blessed them? That means he empowered them, right? So God gave them power to be blessed, be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the situation. God blessed them. And then God said, be fruitful and multiply. And he did not suggest that they go plant a strawberry patch together. Okay. He had already planted the garden. So God literally said, hey, I've empowered you. You have power now. You're going to rule and reign. Go have sex. Is that crazy? The first commandment God gave to humanity, go have sex. You got to get this. Number one, sex is good. Truth number two, sex is powerful. He gave them power, now have some sex. If there's power in sex. Sex is powerful. Hello, somebody. And so God took it and he placed it inside parameters, which is where we have our struggle because we don't think anything should be inside parameters. But God put it inside parameters. Why? Because it's so powerful. 
And, and so uh, uh, no matter what you've been taught, maybe what you were taught was bad, but sex ain't bad. It's just sex is powerful. And inside the parameters that sex is supposed to be conducted in, there is, is a life-giving God glorifying power, but outside of those parameters, it becomes a destroyer and brings death and destruction. Jesus was talking about sex in Mark chapter 10, verse 6, and he said, God made them. Who made them? Well, if God made you, if God made you, then God knows you. If God knows you, he knows your urges. You know, he, he knows your desires. He, 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 he created you. He, he's got it. He understands it, right? He understands it. And, and, he, and he made them male and female from the beginning of creation. Look at verse 7. And this explains why a man leaves his father and mother, which, by the way, there's only one reason a man's going to leave his mama and daddy and go be joined to somebody else. It's the sex. Okay, because you don't make strawberry pancakes like my mama does. So this is the reason this explains it. Hello, somebody. This explains it. This is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined. Everybody say joined. joined. Oh, come on. Say joined. joined. You got to get this because, see, we think of joined. <laughs> yeah, joined. No, there's a lot going on. In that one word. And it's really interesting because Jesus is laying out some of the parameters here. Oh, you, if you're joined, it's to your wife. Well, don't be shocked that the world's out there being joined to whoever because we ain't teaching them. Why it's this way. And verse 8 says, uh, uh, and the two are united into one, and since they are no longer two but one. And isn't it great that he said that twice, just in case you're slow? I mean, as a matter of fact, go, look, look at that. The two are united into one, so they are no longer two but one. I mean, okay, so he's like, he's making sure everybody gets it. Okay, it ain't two now. Okay, but when they, when, you know, what do you call it? Hook up. It's just a hook up. No. You, now, now you're, see, sex is not simply physical. So physically it's sex. Emotionally it's intimacy. Spiritually it's covenant. And, and, man, I wish I had a bunch of time. Because in a covenant, in order for a covenant to be real, there has to be shedding of blood. That's why if you, if you study anatomy, you find out that every time there's sex, there is blood involved. See, They are no longer two, but one. Look, look at this, verse 9. So let no one split apart what God has joined. Okay, so when a man is joined with a woman, God gets involved. Can I just say something? Every time. Well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, no. You mean after they're married. No. Every time sex is engaged, God is involved. I really wish somebody would have told me this years ago. You know, when I was a kid, they just weren't talking about this in church. 
I, I didn't know, I, I didn't know that there was a, a physical activity, that there was an emotional activity, that there was a, a spiritual activity. I didn't understand that that was a covenant and that God shows up for a covenant and God says, hey, you know what happens is that when two come together, when two, well, no, man, we, you know, I just, I just had some urges and so I just slipped out and took care of them urges. I mean, if I need a burger, I go to Jack in the Box and if, and if I need that, I just swing out there and we, you know, hook up. You know, you're asking God to say I do when you won't. Because he doesn't play. And so when two are joined together, but, you know, it's just for a minute. So we're going to come back apart now. Well, just a minute. She's She's hanging on tighter than I thought she would. <laughs> hey. It don't mean nothing. It ain't like that. It, it's, no, it's not like that at all. Just a minute. You know how weird you'd get? If somebody you had sex with 15 years ago, you ain't seen them in 15 years. They walked in right now, walked up the front and sat down on the front. Do you know how awkward the room would be for you all of a sudden? Why? Because what you join is not easily separated. Why? Because it wasn't made to be done outside the parameters Okay, Paul tries to help some brothers out because they're in a very interesting culture, very similar to our own, where everything's flowing and free and, 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 and you know, well, be careful because, you know, you're coming up with all these man-made rules and regulations. Have you read the Bible? Can I tell you the man-made part is the ceremony, the white dress, the, the license, and the strawberry cupcakes. That's, that's the man-made part. See, and, and first, it, I gave you those, right? Plop, 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 I'm hurrying. Okay, don't you realize that when you do wrong, you miss out on the inheritance? Which, by the way, you can be in the family, but just out of the will. Hello? You know, the will, there's stipulations to the will. See, you can be living in the house, but there ain't nothing in the garage. You can, be, you can have the 4,000 square foot home that you inherited from the billionaire relative and, and never get access to all the furnishings that it could be supplied with because you won't live inside the parameters of the will. You, you, can, you can have the big old honking fridge. The problem is, is it's empty. You can't afford to fill it. Why? Because the provision that came with the will, you missed out on why. Because when you do wrong... You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't fool yourself. You don't even need a devil to fight you. You got yourself telling you that what you do is up to you. I said you got yourself convincing you that, oh, no, no, I, I have created a different picture, a different image. I will be God. 
I'm not going to tell God, you know, what to do, but God ain't going to tell me what to do either because I'm going to tell you something, you know, because of the grace and because of the mercy and because of all of that stuff, you know, I can, I can do whatever I want to. Really, don't you realize that when you do wrong, you don't inherit the kingdom? You don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, those who miss the mark in the sexual arena, or who worship idols or commit adultery or are prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy or drunkards or abusive, which, by the way, you might want to remember what you've been forgiven from. Because if you ever forget what you were forgiven from, you have a tendency to be a lot more judgmental towards other people and their stuff. See, and, and you might say, well, I was never sexually impure. Yeah, but you were a cheat. And, you, you know, the ground at the foot of the cross is pretty much level. Hello? Maybe, 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 maybe you weren't, maybe you weren't promiscuous, but you stole. Well, then you're in the same boat. It's just today we ain't talking about thieves. We're talking about sex. So I'll keep going. None of these, look at, look at verse 11. None of these can get it. Some of you were once like that. How many of you, how many of you can, without shame, say, that's right. Some of us. Okay, if, you, if you're having it, some of who? Okay, I was just like that, but you were cleansed. But you were made holy. But you were made right with God. Why? Because you called on the name of the Lord, and the Spirit of God came in, and I have a friend indeed, and he's bringing help and healing and restoration. Look at this. Look at verse 12. Look at the. You say, I'm allowed to do anything. Okay, I'm going to come get in your house for just a minute, okay? I'm going to get in your stuff for just a minute. I can do anything I want, but not everything's good. Remember when God said, it's not good for man to be alone. What was it? Everything God does is based on what's good for you. So can you do anything? Sure. Can you be, can you be sexually, you know, just, I mean, crazy, loose, free, whatever? Sure you can. You just can't have the inheritance. Okay, you, but you can do it. Is it good for you? No, and that's what he's trying. That's what Paul's trying to tell him. Man, you can't. You can't just go do whatever you want, whenever you want. You don't paint the picture. See, he did. He, he's God. You ain't. Nudge your neighbor. That's a good spot to nudge. Him. And even though, l- listen, even though I am allowed to do anything, I can't become a slave. No, no, just understand this for a minute. We're not just talking. See, some of you guys, you're not just slaves. And don't just be thinking of sin. Because you can't, it's not that you're a slave to sin. You can't be a slave to anything. Video games. Social media. You, you can't be a slave. You can't let this thing own you. Hello, somebody. Well, how do you know when it owns you? When you fight to defend it, when God's trying to correct it. When you want God to swing by and bless what you won't invite him in to repair. No, you bless my life. I, this is the way I'm going to live it. Oh, really? You're now telling God what's okay with him and what ain't. Look at verse 13. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach was for food. Well, that's true, though someday God's going to do away with both of those. That's kind of an interesting tidbit. Someday you ain't going to eat, so get all the eating in you can. 
<laughs> that was funny to me. But anyways, so I have an appetite. I know how to fill it. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sex. Not, not, not with immorality in it. They were made for the Lord. Uh-oh. See, something, something that, that, that you might know is that sex, inside the parameters of God's plan, there's a word for it. Worship. Which is why I think you guys should go ahead and sing slow songs, Shelby, and I'll be back in a minute. Okay. You can't say, you have these sexual appetites. Those are not the same as physical appetites. I mean, this is what he said. You, you have some physical appetites. Okay, I get it. You're going to feed your body, right? You have a sexual appetite. Yeah, but I'm not married yet. Okay, so you look to God as the source and the strength and the wisdom. Why? Because he cares about your body. Look at verse 14. And God will raise us from the dead by his power just as he raised our Lord. Is this a weird place to insert this verse? Okay, we're rolling along here. We're having a sex talk. And he says, God's going to raise us from the dead by his power, by the way. I mean, if my dad was talking to me, I'd understand exactly what he meant. I'll kill you if you do it wrong. I mean, but, but, but why in the world would, would, why is God will raise us from the dead by his power just as he raised the Lord? What's that about? He's trying to get you to understand that you trust him to bring life back to your dead body. You've got to trust him to give management to your living one. So you're, going, you're putting your, you know, your afterlife in his hands. You need to put your current life in his hands. Look, look at this next one. It gets good. But don't you realize that your body are actually parts of Christ? Don't you realize that your body is actually part of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and now, okay, because this is how you are with Christ, and now you're going to join it to somebody else, which means that you make Jesus get in there with you. My God, I wish, I wish somebody had taught me some stuff. He said, never. Look at your neighbors and say, never. <laughs> Look at the next verse. Don't you realize that if a man joins himself, listen, it's the same word. If a man joins himself to a prostitute, he's now one with her. Remember that? He's now one with her. The two, and remember, Scripture says the two are united into one. Look at, look at 17. But the person who is joined to the Lord, same word, you are joined to the Lord. Well, why is sex outside of the parameters so, why, why does the enemy, why does he want that? Because he, I don't think the devil cares that you're getting, I gotta be careful. I think the devil wants you to make God, this Holy Spirit, ride with you and watch. Because the God who said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you, and you have been joined to the Lord, is one spirit with him. And so you take what's meant as spiritual worship and turn it into spiritual warfare. And wonder why your life is so 
jacked up. Don't you realize that the person who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him? Look at the Look. What do we do? Run! See, some of you guys are, oh, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> I really like you, too. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, man, your cupcakes. <clears throat> I love your strawberry cup. Bye-bye. Run! How do you handle temptation in these areas? You, watch it. I'm strong enough. I can handle it. I can handle it. I, I, I have great strength here. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You stupid idiot. I have not met people who regretted not responding to that message in the inbox. I don't know if you caught that. I've not met people who regretted ignoring their social media stuff. But I've met people that are trying to figure out how to write a book to describe the hell that they went through and the lives that were torn apart and damaged because they responded to the message in the inbox. What did they do that they shouldn't have done? Well, let's make it super simple. What didn't they do that they should have done. Run. Run. Stephen pointed out to me last night, you know it's the only place where the scripture doesn't say, stand up, take a stand, be brave. But when it comes to sexual immorality, run. Well, where do I run? Because, you know, some of this stuff wasn't a decision I made. It was something that was done to me. Some of the stuff that I didn't know about, and so it was committed, you know, out there. And now, now I, you know, I, I got, you know, what's-his-name stuck to me. Okay? Now, I'm, so I'm carrying this into every relationship. And you want to know what's nuts is I got friends that have had more sexual encounters than they have own vehicles and it's like what do we do now when 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 you know when we, we've been you know man oh my gosh so this ain't ever you know what's the deal i'm supposed to run from it yeah where to to him because you know what some of the stuff that you stepped in you stepped where you shouldn't step you know what's called a trespass right when, when you've stepped where you shouldn't step you trespassed or, or when someone's come against you when they, where they shouldn't have, they trespass against you. You know, you know that's called a transgression. That, that's from the outside, right? It, 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 it's adultery or abuse. It's, it's from the outside it occurs. But there's this other thing called iniquity. And iniquity is a posture of the heart. Do you remember when Jesus said, man, it's just, it's, you know, it's all sin. I mean, if, 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 you, if you had the adultery or you just sat over here and thought about it every day, it's still the sin. And so you got the iniquity, that's from the inside out. So you got stuff that's hitting you from the outside and you got stuff that's manipulating you from the inside. Where do I go? How about Isaiah 53, 5? You guys ready? He was wounded 
Wounds come from the outside. And so he was wounded for the transgression because the transgression, the, trans, the, the, the trespass. Man, he was bruised. Bruised come from the inside out. So he even went to the inside and dealt with the iniquity, the, the, the ick in me. Okay, and, and he's dealt with the wounds and, and the bruises and, and the chastisement of our peace. Man, it was laid upon him, and by his stripes, we are healed. You don't know how good of news this is. That This ain't you no more. Okay, you're, you're not tore up from the floor up. That if you allow him in, man, that what the enemy intended for evil, God has the ability to turn it and to bring it back and to use it for your good. If, if, if you would quit striving to prove that the picture you have is right and allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in you so that the picture that he had could be formed in you, let me tell you where you're going back to. You're going right back to, but you, see, you, see, there was a, there was a time that you were like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God. Isn't it crazy that the stuff the enemy tried to talk you into is the stuff he's trying to use against you? I said the stuff the enemy talked you into is the stuff he's using to try to make you feel guilty. The stuff the enemy said, hey, you do your own thing. Now he's sitting there beating on you with it. How great his love is. That today he's going to wash over you. He's going to bring purity hope and restoration back to your life. I, I want you to close your eyes right where you are. Some, some of the doors, some of the doors that have been open. See, you, yeah, God. Okay, look at me for a second. Okay, the Holy Spirit just told me I got to tell you this. See, I'm trying to rush. I'm trying to hurry, but God's got people he wants to make whole. And see, the thing you got to understand is, is that according to Deuteronomy, Sins pass on from the parents to the child. According to Deuteronomy, that they're laid on, they're laid on. Some of the stuff you're dealing with, it wasn't even yours. Hello? It says, even to the third and fourth generation. But here's the deal, is you can stop that today. I said, you can stop that today. You can stop that today. Hello? Which means, Kenny, if you don't, then Nova can deal with it. Or if you don't, then Annie can deal with it. Hello, somebody? Or, or you know, who are you going to make? How about we deal with it? How about we just say, mm-mm. No, devil, caught you. Uh, and when you catch the thief, he's got to repay seven times.
Healing. We're not going to call you forward, but you are going to stand up right where you are. God, I just need healing in my life. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was put upon him. I'll stand up for healing. If you're here today and you need it, hey, if you don't need it, great. We'll just move on to the next service, and, and, and I bet they're all up in there. But don't you be complaining about the gaping holes and the lack of provision and, the, and, and, and you know, looking at your grandkids saying, well, good luck. It's too easy. Let your work, Holy Spirit, let your work in us be done. 